This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay, we are going to tell a quick story here on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. But we do have a question that we are asking you. If you could have a lifetime supply of anything other than money, what would it be? 651-641-1071. And in a totally unrelated note, only because we referenced it during the Dirt Alert update, we have to tell the story of I have that. So, Bradley... (laughs) You were central to this story. I was. So that's what I, because you know I don't remember the details. I just remember that essentially, uh, well, do you want to, why don't you tell okay, since so you know the specifics? Here, okay, I will, I'll give you the specifics. So they go like this. Bradley, you were filling in uh, with Lori and Julia. Yeah. For Lori with Julia. Yes. And it was right around the time that uh, making a murderer was oh, really yeah, popular yeah, yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. And I don't was I with her that day, are you sure? I'm or maybe it was It might have just been air. Lori and we heard her say this, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't the 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 bottom line goes like this is that um again that show was on Netflix. <laughs> and we were all watching it Everybody. and we were all talking about it. Like Everybody's every single person was talking about it. And Julia you asked her Oh, have you been watching Making a Murderer? And she said, no, but I have that. Yeah, she goes, oh, no, but I have that. And we're like, honey, what do you mean you have that? <laughs> I mean, we all have that. She meant. It's on Netflix. Like I have Netflix. And like, it was it almost, was like, almost it like she like... had the VHS sitting on her <laughs> kitchen table and she just hadn't gotten to it yet. And we were like, well, honey, we always have that. It was like she wanted to say, like, I, 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 I'm not totally, I'm not not watching it, but she was not watching it. She yeah. just wanted, but she to wanted you to know that, that she, she knew had that, that she knew that she had that, or that you knew that she had that. Um, so now anytime, just shorthand, if you ever hear us say, oh, I, oh, you have that. Oh, I have that. Because typically what will happen is like. Oh, I went to the store today and they had apples. And you're like, oh, my God, I had an apple this morning. And then one of us will say, oh, you, oh, you have, have that? that? <laughs> because it's it's that thing people do sometimes to, like, say, no, no, I'm a part of that thing, too. Right. Even though you don't Even actually though you, have there, that. That's a loose connection. <laughs> because that's like saying, like. Oh, I just have you read um, Moby Dick, and you're like, oh no, but I have that. No. I really do actually have that. No, I have at my that. house. I have that. <laughs> I but, just have never read it. But my question was actually, have you read it? Yeah. No, but I have it. 
<laughs> so I'm halfway to reading it. Yeah. Still- okay, so that's the story of I have that. Now, back to, um, you know why I have this question? is because I saw it on Twitter. Somebody oh, asked, okay. if you could have a lifetime supply of anything other than money, what would it be? Oh I thought God, that's a great that's question. That's a hard question. So uh, let's not answer it ourselves first. Let's go to our listeners. Grant, who do we have on the line first? All right, first we have Stephanie from Savage. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, kids. Um, So, Stephanie, if you could have a lifetime supply of anything, what would it be? Yarn with a capital Y. I have that too. Oh God! I, no, stop but it. honestly, <laughs> I am with you, Stephanie, because I can never have enough yarn. There's always a project I, to be done. I am not a hoarder, and I'm not trying to fill a void anywhere. But yarn makes me happy, mm-hmm. and if I'm not working on something, there's something missing. Yeah. I, Stephanie, thank you for your call. I also just want to note that the that. The, I'm not a hoarder is the first thing that hoarders say. And yeah. I know that because that's I am like, one. yeah, when people say other uncomfortable things, it f- it's followed by like, I'm not blank, but yeah, yeah. Like, thanks. Well, thanks, Stephanie. Have a great day. Are you sure? Um, okay, Grant, who else do we have? All right. We've got uh, Reba from Egan. Hi, right Reba. Oh, Reba. Reba, if you could have Hi. a lifetime of supply of anything other than money, what would it be? So I know what my boyfriend's would be. His would be flaming hot Cheetos. Mm. Oh, okay. He's have he hot loves those so much. Like he, like there have been days where I'm like, all right, I'll go to the store and I'll buy three bags of family size flaming hot Cheetos but just for you. Because <laughs> I end up eating them too, but not as much as him. Oh, oh wow. Can I just but say something about this, Reba? Be before, yeah. I'm sorry. Before you say what yours was, I just the mm-hmm. thing about flaming hot Cheetos. I have to get it off my chest. Nobody casually likes those. I don't. No. Yeah, like, he I, really I'm does, though. Like, he'll come home from work, and he'll take open a huge bag and just sit there and devour the whole thing in one but sitting. And I'm like, that's what I are mean. That's, that's what I mean. Is nobody is casual about those. Nope. Everybody is, like, you obsessed. Either, if you like them, you're you, obsessed with them. Yes. Yep. If you like them, you will eat three <laughs> bags in no time. True. And I just, like, nobody is like, oh, yeah, I kind of like those. You either, like, like them and want to eat them every day, every second, or just have no care so, in the world for them. Reba, what do you like? What do you want? What's your I'm, lifetime supply? I would want an endless supply of anything Disney. Ooh, all, I all the Disney. I currently have a Disney bedroom at my house. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That is getting more and more items to add to the collection, and it makes me so happy and giddy. I mean, I can tell. Reba, I just love Disney with all my heart. I'm a 26-year-old Disney fan. I love that. If you you had a lifetime supply of Disney stuff, you'd probably have to get a new house. That is true. Yeah. Or I would kick my boyfriend out of the basement and take over his uh, spider's den. Just lure him out with uh, hot Cheetos. (laughs) <laughs> I totally could. Thank you, Reba. Thanks, Have a great Reba. Day. Bag like Thank a cat tree. Yeah, just shake the bag. Come here, come here. Uh, who else? Who else do we have on the line? All right, we've got this is Mary, and she's in South Carolina. Actually, Ooh. hi, Mary in South Carolina. How hi, are y'all. you? Mary, you there? Oh, bad connection to I South Carolina. So. Oh, there she is. Oh, Hello? there she is. Hi, Mary. Hello. Mary, I am it, going to sign up for boots. Boots? Or I hope boots? you said boots or not no boobs. Boots. Wine, oh. liquor, mixes. And I know, Bradley, you're not a drinker, but everyone comes over to my house. All of a sudden, the wine is gone, mm. the beer is gone, the mm. liquor is gone, everything is gone. I'm like, hey, hello. You drink all my happened? booze. <laughs> 
Bingo. Mary, <laughs> thank you for your call. Here's the trick. Like whenever we have, we do this thing when whenever we have a party at our house and we ask people to bring stuff and then they, you know, but we also supply stuff. And then when they leave, there's still stuff left over. And my husband and I call that the profit. Like what have we profited today in booze? Wow. I know. It sounds rude, but it really works. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Thanksgiving, we're like, what did we profit? Uh, okay, let's do Do we have one more caller? We do. One more. Peg is on the line here. Hi, Peg. Hey, Peg. If you could have a lifetime supply of anything, not money, what would it be? Hello? Hi. Hi. Can I please, please have a lifetime supply of groceries? Oh, my gosh. You... I have three teenage boys and all of their friends. Um... I hear you, Peg. You need oh. a lifetime supply of groceries because they eat it as fast as it comes in, right? Oh, my God. It, well, yesterday we went through two dozen eggs, a loaf of bread. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's crazy. Wow. It's so crazy. Thank you, Peg, for your call. Actually, Peg's just made me think of what mine would be. What? Because I have three children who I call milkaholics. They yeah. drink milk like it's a hot day. Ooh, my ten year old will down a big glass of milk like it's refreshing on a hot day. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I would have a lifetime supply of milk. Yeah, no, that's obvious. So obvious. It's so obvious. What's yours, Brad? Um, jelly bellies. Oh. If I could just have like a sixty gallon drum of jelly bellies like in my living room at all times that I could just take big mittfuls. Do you think you'd ever get sick of them? No. Okay. No, the reason I love them is because you don't take a handful and eat a handful. You right. eat like one at a time. So like it's a, a pleasure adventure. that's, it's just a little pleasure spread out across a, you know, large amount of time. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, somebody bought Bradley's house. It's true. And he's mad about it. Not the house he's living well, in mostly because I didn't buy it. But That's yeah. the thing. It's the house he wanted. We'll talk about it when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Somebody bought Bradley's house and, and he's not happy about it for a couple of reasons. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And Bradley, uh, what house are we talking about and who bought your house? Bradley. I'm trying to tell you. Oh. oh, there it is. Oh. Travel down the road and back again. They sold my house. Now I'm going to get real mad. Sing it. Okay. Anyway, that's the Golden Girls house. Do you remember that the Golden Girls house was up for sale? Well, I do remember this. And I remember looking, well, first of all, knowing that, of course, the facade didn't match or the inside of that home didn't match the shows inside of the yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people who were selling it had redone a lot, and it looked real nice on the inside. Yeah, it was real beautiful, but just like the Brady house, although I will say this home is a lot better off than the Brady house oh, yeah. was. Oh, yeah, oh, um, yeah. This home was actually, had been remodeled and was architecturally just a gem in Brentwood, California. Um, the exterior, though, is the one that everybody would remember uh, or anybody who was a fan of the show would remember as the exterior to the Golden Girls Miami home. But obviously it was in Brentwood because Hollywood. Right. Um, but it turns out that Douglas Elliman Real Estate um, confirms that the four bedroom, three and a half bath home <sighs> was sold. And 
I was really sad. Not really. I'm happy that somebody bought it. Now, I'm also happy that somebody, the person who bought it, isn't going to like tear it down or anything. But this I find completely fascinating. We know a little bit about who bought the house and what they're planning on doing with it. Okay, so who bought the house and what are they planning on doing with it? Is it HGTV and are they going to be doing a show? So sadly, no. Um, In fact, the house was not purchased by a fan. What? Yes. Well, I don't know. They might be fans, but it sounds like the people who bought the 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 people who bought the property um, have no plans to tear down the the home. They just really liked the architecture and the location of the home. So they were like, yeah, we just really love this home. And which I find thoroughly fascinating that a huge fan was not plunking down millions of dollars. Now, here's the other thing. These non-fans of the Golden Girls home ended up buying the home for $1 million over the original asking price. Holy buckets. So one million, there became a bidding war, which Uh is not unusual when, you know... Um, properties are are um, sought after. Yeah. yeah. But the bidding war was won by people who have no interest in the homes, like sort of iconic television uh, place in history, which I just find completely fascinating. So they ended up buying this home for four million two hundred and sixty dollars. I love buckets. that they just threw on the extra two hundred and sixty. Yeah. yeah. So just over four million dollars when it had been listed for two point nine. That's unbelievable i think so too it's a local family so they already lived in brentwood um and they just really love the architecture and the location of the home and they have no they have no plans to tear anything down so it'll stay the same you'll still be able to drive by and go oh my god that's where dorothy blanche sophie and rose lived okay so a couple things i have a couple things to say about that the first thing is this i um I almost think that if you are a person who's bought such an iconic home yeah. and you're not a fan, I wonder mm. if they won't be sort of um, unpleasantly surprised at, what they've done. at what they've done. Mm-hmm. And I say that thinking about the Mary Tyler Moore house mm-hmm. and how the former owners were not super excited about the fact that that home was such an attraction that people liked to drive slowly by and gawk. Um, they, that was not an exciting thing for them. They were not on board with that, right? Yeah. Um, that's my first thought, is that, you know, yay that they like the architecture, yay that they're going to keep it the way it is, but also not being a fan, I wonder if they won't be disappointed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. At how much attention that home gets. Well, and to that point, the original owners... Um, I think it was the son of the owner who was talking uh, when this house went on the market, said there's a story I like to tell where someone came and knocked on our door Uh and asked my mother if he could propose to his girlfriend on our driveway because she was a huge Golden Girls fan. So she said, yeah. And then my mom came out and provided them with a little champagne after they got engaged on our driveway. So like, if you're not fine with that, good luck to you, sir or madam, because um, this is... Our TV and movie mythology is going to be that much more important in the future than it has been in our past, which means like it's almost like a pilgrimage that people it's not almost it will be a pop culture pilgrimage for sure for fans, you know, as long as that home exists in its current form. Um, And to your point, I mean, you look need look no further than the Mary Tyler Moore house, which even if the exterior is changed. People still recognize it as an iconic, you know, right um, home. So, and that was my second thought, which is that you know, I, I I don't know that these homes could feasibly be defined as you know able to be on the historic register. But you think they should be? But I do feel like there should be some like a sort pop of culture yeah, protection, registry, yeah, protection for the for the outside for the facade of the home that yeah. was used in such an that was used in such an iconic show. It seems like, you know, I I like hearing that these people have no intention of changing anything about the appearance of the show, but or the house. But think about what the blowback would be if they did. I mean, fans would not be feeling so good about that. No, thank you. Um, But then I think about, so like I feel that way about the Brady house. I feel that way about the Golden Girls house. Dozens of homes. Dozens that are iconic because they were the exterior. Yep. And buildings. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, but it would be kind of fascinating to have an organization that maybe there is such a thing that goes around the country and provides resources to people who are trying to protect, you know, sort of the iconic homes of, of, um, television Television and movies. Movie shows. Yeah. Yeah. Television movie movie shows. shows. I like to watch their movie shows. But it, the other, you know, one of the other houses I think about that has really capitalized on this is the house from A Christmas Story, that has turned itself into a reflection of that, of that movie yep. by making it into um, like a bed and breakfast style boutique kind of thing. I don't know. There's something there. There. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags, and we're going to call them out when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. That name is... D-Bag! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Uh, who's your D-Bag? His name is Brooks Lake. Uh, mm-hmm. He's showed oh, up here before. We've you... seen him around these parts. Guys, Brooks Lake, why do we continue to talk about him? Because he just drives me crazy. He doesn't let us stop. Oh. Uh. In his most recent episode of 
How Men Think, a podcast, which Mm-mm. premiered a while back. But anyway, we talk about it endlessly because it's so delightful and it'll make the eyes roll right out of your head. Oh, jeez. Oh, so get your eye rolls ready, Colleen, because his oh, latest go. podcast addresses... Okay, I want you to tell me what he's doing here when I describe this behavior to you, because I think you're an astute observer of human people. behavior. Mm-hmm. Okay. At least insofar as celebrities are concerned. Mm-hmm. The rest of us, I don't know. Okay. Zip. Uh, Brooks Lake opens up about getting DMs amid his divorce, admitting, admitting he's never sent a dirty pic. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he opened up about facing new challenges online as he adjusts to single life. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, because he called it quits, by the way, if you don't know, to Ju- with Julianne Huff after nearly three years of marriage. Although they've never officially gotten divorced, it's a long story. I digress. And they're still swimming together. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Quote, I'm not good. I never had social media until I was already dating. So I've never had the DMs as far as dating DMs. I've reached out to like musicians and people that I'm a fan of and connected that way, but I've never used it as a dating tool. I had someone send me LOL. They were sending me LOL all the time. I thought it meant lots of love. So, okay, well, that just seems kind of like whatever. But then then he goes deep and again, remember, I'm asking you to tell me what you're thinking about all of this. Yeah. So then he asks his guest, Paige Spiranak. I don't know who that is. Somebody probably does. It's probably a person of a certain influence. Mm-hmm. Quote. So he's saying, it's Brooks saying to Paige, what's about, what about this message? And then he oh. reads the message and the message says, hi, nice to meet you. You're super inspiring and have incredible positive energy. Thank you for being amazing and putting a smile on my face every time I see a pic of you and Coda. I think that's his dog. Um, So he reads that message and he says to Paige, this is just a friend message? Jeez, it's so hard. (laughs) Okay. Okay, what's going on? Well, I think there's a couple things going on. Um, What he's doing is trying to show people who he is by telling people things they didn't ask about. Right. So he, number one, wants you to know he's a gentleman. Mm. He didn't ever. He didn't even know LOL. He didn't even know what that was. And he's just, you know, like he doesn't know quite what to do with all these DMs. And also he's saying, look at how wonderful people think I am. Yeah. Am I hitting the nail on the head? Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, honestly, I don't know, but I think you're onto something in the sense that he is trying to display behavior. Also, like, I, I just, it's like a humble brag. Like, right. let me read you this amazing message that somebody sent me and told me how amazing I am. But then I'm going to use the, like, the... But I don't know what that means. But what does Do that you know mean? That does that means? mean they're coming on to me or yeah. something? Can I just end it with the following? So he wraps up this conversation. Remember, at the beginning of this headline, I said he admits he never sent a dirty pic. Mm-hmm. Well, he addresses that. I'm like, what is this, 1999? Like, hand up. I have never, ever in my life sent a D-pick. I have never sent one in my yep, life. There it is, again. Still to this day, I've never sent one. It's like, oh my God, do you realize the internet's forever? That's out there now. Don't do it, dudes. You're better than that. Okay, so two things are going on there. Once again, 
he's a trying to position himself as he's a such gentleman. A good man, he like, doesn't I don't show do his that. Wiener. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to just send you D pics. <laughs> then, then <laughs> the second part of that is he's basically laying the challenge out there for the ladies. What to send him booby? Pics? No, like he's basically like I'm not the kind of guy. Oh. Who sends those pictures? Yeah, and, and guys who do, it's gross. In guy brain, and I don't have one of those, but I know how men think without listening to this podcast. Well, like, he's like putting a challenge out there. Like, ladies, you know, he's if trying you, to get something going. Basically, like, if you can get, like, you know, he thinks that women think like men do, like, that women are going to be like, oh my gosh. I he I need to get him to send me a D pick. We don't want them. So you don't need to send them. So my point is he's trying to do this thing where he thinks that women think like men and they're gonna take this challenge and start like wooing him. But the women are like I don't wanna see your picture. Yeah. No, I don't like Did I you also go on that journey with me. I mean it kind of journey. it was it's a long journey, but it was fun and I enjoy journeys because we haven't been really going anywhere lately. Mm-mm. So anytime you want to take me on a journey, I'm there. Cool. Um but I think at the end of the day, this is all just performance art so that he can get attention and not oh, yeah. just attention from tabloids indicated by another Us Weekly article who's talking about this dude and his podcast because that's all he's got. Um, which, you know, God bless him and we're talking about it. So clearly he's doing something right. Um, but also he's just performing, as you said, for women and, and what he thinks he's doing, I don't think is what he's actually doing. Although to be fair, I believe there probably are a fair amount of women who are buying what he's selling. Oh, probably. Yeah. There are a lot of women who are going to try to now get up in his DMs mm-hmm. and be more explicit about what they want from him because he's putting out there like, I just, I got this message and I don't know how to understand yeah, this. I need somebody to translate That's what for I'm me. saying. He's playing a role. Yeah. And some woman out there is taking the bait and is like, I want to teach him what this is all about. I'll be your teacher. I'll be your tutor. I know you don't understand the... Weird ways of the internet, Brooks. Let me guide you. Let me guide you. And here's some boobs. Okay. Um, Do you want to know who my D-bag is? Yeah. This stupid article on Yahoo.com. Well, that's your first mistake. I know, but I saw it today and I was like, okay, I'll bite. You know, because I like a good tip. Meghan Markle's simple packing tip is genius. Oh, simple packing. Yeah, I want to hear what her simple packing tip is. Not that I'm packing to go anywhere ever, but at this point, you know, who knows? Like, you never know. I would like to know what is her simple packing tip. I'm here for a packing tip. So I go on to read Sarah Ilson's account of Meghan Markle's genius, genius, simple packing now, tip. I have not looked. Good. Rice, Waterhouse, and Coopers have it in their briefcase. Yes. Is the packing tip rolling up your clothes? That's a great question. Nothing is said in this article about rolling up one's clothing. Okay. Okay. That was my guess. But I do want you to know that a this good is... good packing tip for your luggage. Go this, ahead. That's true. Rolling is a good thing. I do that a lot. Um, according to the controversial royal biography, Finding Freedom, there are many... Th- okay, just listen to these words. 
There are many things that immediately impressed Prince Harry about Meghan Markle on their first few dates, including her meticulous packing skills. Quick question, Bradley. In all the relationships you've ever been in in your life, has the <laughs> one of the things that well. attracted some you to someone has okay. Has it been their ability <laughs> to mm-hmm. manage the arrangement of their clothing no. in a bag before a trip? No. Thank you. No. Nope. Note that I rearranged how I asked Thank that you. question. Thank you. Cuz I'm 12. Okay. So here's here's what here's why this article is my D bag. Uh-huh. As I read through, I never get a genius packing tip, not one. Oh, so you don't even get the payoff? There is no payoff. Rude. I, I'm reading it and I'm like, is that the pack packing tip? So here's what we have. Okay. Okay. Quote: She's always taken pride in being a great packer, going as far as layering dryer sheets in between her clothes to keep them smelling fresh. And I'm like, is that the genius packing tip? No. It goes on to say, no matter her destination, she always brings tea tree oil for bites, cuts, and pimples. I'm like, is that the genius bites, packing tip? Bites, cuts, and pimples? Yeah. Okay. So far, I am not getting any genius, simple packing tip. Nothing. Nothing at all. It also references an old blog post where she said, quote, I'm no germaphobe, but when I get on a plane, I always use some quick hand wipes or a travel sanitizer to spray it all down. Again, Bradley, none of those things are simple, genius packing tips. No, that has nothing to do with. Yeah, no. What I read was she's a really good packer and then nothing that proved it to me. Maybe they were talking about, like, I don't know, her love of the Green Bay football team. I didn't see any of that either. I just don't, you know, here's the thing. Well, my, and it even says, I love tip. this, parking has to be our, parking, packing has to be our least favorite pre-holiday activity. Also, what planet are you people on? Nobody's packing for the holidays. Nobody's <laughs> going anywhere because there's a pandemic. I know, exactly. Thank you. But anyway, then it says Meghan Markle has apparently got the chore down to an art. Does she, though? No, but I never... Tell me more. Yeah. But I read the whole thing, and at the very end, I'm like, I this got is what nothing we call, from that. This is what we call showbiz cheat sheet. Yes. <laughs> um, wherein you you find some stuff on the internet and throw it together like there's a story there. Well, and the problem is it isn't in the story. I mean, I mean, this person delightfully strung words together in a way that, you know, passed some time. The problem is I was promised something in the headline that did not get delivered to me. And I am not here for that. Sorry. I have really worked up about that, but it just, I was like, what a waste of my time. I'm no germaphobe. (laughs) Well, guess what? Again, also, what planet are you on? Right? We're all germaphobes. We've all turned into them. Like, carrying a wipe when you get on a plane is not, um, like, a tip. It's actually required. Thank you. Like, you get on the plane. They actually give them to you. This is, like, so old and dusty. dusty. Oof. Mm-hmm. Who, who wrote this? Um, This was Sarah. Sarah. Sarah Ilston. Oh, God, she's a deputy editor. I mean, somebody should take her to headline school. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, 
Uh, there's a one particular restaurant that's closing a bunch of locations down. Oh, no. And another restaurant that's opening a bunch of locations up. Okay. I want to know if you've been to either of these places. Okay, what are they? I'll tell you when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. What are you laughing at over there? Well, Kev? okay, because I I brought to you and I, I teased two stories, one about a restaurant that is opening or closing a bunch of locations and one that's opening a bunch of locations. Mm -hmm. And I went to the segment where we're going to be talking about this and I clicked on something and I was like, Oh, that's a link that I was showing Holly (laughs) about Leo DiCaprio on the beach. Because I'm expecting a different, a whole different article. (laughs) And what I get is Leonardo DiCaprio looks like he's having such a great time during the shirtless beach day. And I'm like, that's not a story about a restaurant. Yeah, well, just know that Leo's doing a great job. (laughs) Not a bad surprise. The buffet is open. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's having a great shirtless beach day, guys. So FYI, uh, update accordingly. Now, I told you that there is a restaurant that is shutting down a bunch of locations, 300 locations to be exact, of Pizza Hut restaurants. And I thought... Oh, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. What? Did you say bad? No, I said that's sad. Oh, okay, yeah. It's Pizza Hut locations. And as I was um, thinking about this and reading about this, uh, and the reason why is because one of the major franchisees uh, went bankrupt... It's called NPC International, and they filed for Chapter 11 in July, and uh, they, um, as a result, they're having to shut a bunch of, it's actually nearly a quarter of their restaurants, um, and sell some of the remaining locations. Can I ask a clarifying question? Yeah. So when you say restaurants, are Mm -hmm. those dine-in locations? Well, that's what I, that's what I'm, um, that's what I'm assuming based simply on the photograph that accompanied the original article that I read that showed an eat in pizza hut. In this article, it does say um, the majority of those are dining. Dine wow. Which dine made locations. me. I know that's, that's ask, shocking, right? Right. Ask yeah. the, Cause number one, I don't even know where there is a dine in pizza hut location nearby Any, anymore. Right. I don't Not know. That there I know. are there are in the twin cities. And I know this only because our good friend and social media person, Hannah is obsessed with dine-in Pizza Hut locations. And at one point, she was, like, furiously Googling. And I feel like there are at least, you know, I don't know. I I don't know how many, but there are some locally. They're, like, pretty much in the suburbs. There's one in St. Paul, actually. Nice. There's one in Spring Lake Park. Uh, and that's... Mm, I'm looking at the pizza huts yeah. that have the but, check mark. But to the point Woodbury that you've made, one. it is very unusual for most of us to encounter a dine-in pizza hut. Although I will tell you, and why I think people find this particularly nostalgic, is that I mean, that's when I was a kid, you went to Pizza Hut. Right. Oh yeah. My, no, my version of that was Godfather's. Like I remember eating out at a Godfather's mm-hmm. pizza location. But but I know the iconic Pizza Hut, yeah. right? Like, you can visualize. And I know exactly what it looks like. I remember very distinctly having a Coca-Cola 
in a red plastic glass yes. with the plastic yes. straw yep. so it's funny and that the, vinyl white and red um, tablecloth. And so, oh, yeah. And and when you just said that, it made me wonder the same things. Like, do they still have those dimply red glasses? That picture and, looks way more like souped up and like modern, right? Right. Like the dine-in experience. But, I mean, I hope they have some sort of old school and, charm. And when was the last time you've been to a dine-in Pizza Hut? Oh, I, it was I can almost with a hundred percent certainty say it was uh when I was in high school. And so that would have been the nineties. And Grant, when was the last time you think you've eaten dined in in a Pizza Hut? Uh it was it was in the nineties. It was in the old one in Excelsior, probably or mid to late nineties myself. Yeah. yeah. Holly, do you remember the last time you've eaten in a dine in Pizza Hut? Maybe like a little over a decade ago, but it wasn't in the United States. Isn't that crazy? Ooh, fancy international. It's so interesting. Um, Yeah. Oh, she was, Holly takes it international. Um, Was it in Italy? Oh, God. That would be just (laughs) Because I want to go to the Italy pizza. Like going to a Taco Bell in Mexico City. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Okay. So I told you, though, that while 300 locations of Pizza Hut are closing down, locations of another restaurant are opening up. And that restaurant is Medieval Times. What? Yes. Is that the kind of restaurant where, like, you sit at a banquet table and they joust and, like, make you eat turkey legs? Basically, (laughs) yes. It's, like, they call it dinner theater. Um, But, like, I think the other word that's been used is entertainment. (laughs) Okay. Um, Can I just go on the record and say I don't know that I'm a fan of entertainment? Not really. I hear you. I hear you. But no, it's apparently they're opening the Medieval Times. Do we Uh, have one here in the Twin Cities? No, we don't. I think that closest one to us actually is in Illinois. Okay. And it's right outside. I mean, it's got to be somewhere between Arlington Heights and the actual city. It's somewhere in that stretch on uh, 90. Um. But there is a middle in Schaumburg. Times. In Schaumburg, yeah. Yep. Sh- right next to my Ginny, old hometown. That's where Ginny's from. Um, in any case, the Medieval Times is opening up, and there's all these no- new social distancing mask-up rules. They're selling Medieval Times masks so that when you're doing your cosplay there, you can, like, I don't know, look the part. I mean, I imagine <laughs> this is a great thing for kids. I guess I want no part of this experience because don't you just feel like the food is going to be sad? So that was my question. Has anybody ever? I mean, I've never been. I've always wanted to go. Holly Grant, have you been to Medieval Times? I went one time. Yes, <gasps> and it was off with board. I mean, I'm not into it, so I sat there and ate and watched a little of him running around in the middle of it. It was not much fun for me. Okay, I, and that's my question to you guys. Do you think kids even like Medieval Times? Like. If it's for kids, why would I don't know? Yeah, that's true. Like, what connection do children have to the medieval, to jousting? You know, video yeah. games, circus pizza, things like that. But you know, but, the Renaissance Fair and festival is like a super huge thing, right? Yes. So somebody's enjoying this experience. No, I actually think that there are probably adults for whom like this whole experience is exciting and fun. Yeah. Larpers, um, exactly. Yes. Live action role players. Holly, have you been to the medieval times? Yeah. Yeah, two medieval times. And did you down in Orlando? Okay, yep. That's actually one of the ones that is um, opening. 
Yeah, you know, I can't say that I necessarily love it, but I think it was last week I did issue a public apology to my parents for taking them to all of these entertainment restaurants back in the 90s because this is it's like it's cla- it's like going to the you know other entertainment places where you know your food might be mediocre but you get to see a replica of a naked Sylvester Stallone hang from the <laughs> you're ceiling obsessed while with you're the naked Sylvester it's like it's seriously it's like or you just I need am. or you just need the t-shirt from the location right because that's why my family right. always went to hard rock cafes I wasn't particularly excited about the hard rock cafe but I needed to get the t-shirt that said I was in the location yeah which is silly now, I right? Do, I yeah, and and again, the food experience. I don't know. I can't because somebody will come and be like, "Oh my god, the chicken wings at Hard Rock, or Orlando are amazing." And like, <laughs> I don't doubt that there's probably good food to be had, mm-hmm. but I just think of like the dining experiences I want to have, and they don't include jousting. They maybe don't <laughs> include the smell of horses. Well, that's the other thing, like oh. trotting through. I know because they're indoors, like, and it's like uh, giddy up, and then a horse takes a big. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. horse apples for dessert. Yeah, you, yeah like yes. Mm, this turkey. Ooh. Well, nasty. if you think, exactly. thank you. If you find yourself in the Orlando, Scottsdale, Atlanta, Dallas, or Myrtle Beach area, you can enjoy some medieval time social distance. Congrats okay. to you. Okay. When I'd we, rather go to Pizza Hut. Yeah. Right. When mm-hmm. we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, waffles or French toast? that easy it is that easy are we taking calls yeah let's do it six five one six four one one oh seven one is your preference the waffles or the french toast and why and why six five one six four one one oh seven one after this on my talk one oh seven one hi it's Kristen. did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday.